Welcome to Into the 99, where we have 99 cards, Commanders number one. And I'm one of your hosts, Brian. I'm another one of your hosts, Zach. And I'm Daniel. And today we're coming to you with a deck tech on clerics, because why not? The buy box topper from Zendikar Rising is out. We already said that we were excited for it. So, Zach, intro us into the product. So, um, as you guys know, if you listened to our last episode, um, Elrond is like one of the most exciting legendary creatures for me out of the set. So, I brewed a deck for it. Um, we are dealing with Cleric Tribal. I was talking to Brian about it earlier. Of the clerics that are in here, there are going to be seven non-cleric creatures, but their power, I think, that they bring to the table is going to be, you know, worth it. So, for those who might not know, uh, Ora Skyclave Periophant, I think is how you say it. I don't know. Powerfant, yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, a white and a black for a legendary creature core cleric. He's a 3-3 with lifelink, and it reads, whenever Ora or another cleric you control dies, return target cleric card with lesser CMC from your graveyard to the battlefield. I have to say, like, I... Clerics were, like, one of the actual, like, tribes that I made um, when I first started playing um, around the standard time frame. So, like, or, like, Legion, Onslaught and everything because of, like, there's just so many great clerics that came out. Battlefield Medic is one that I've said repeatedly. Like, I'm really excited to look at this deck and see what's going on because clerics hold, like, a, a place in my heart from where I started playing Magic. Yeah, you so were, much synergy. You were saying before that they had, uh, this was one of the, main tribes when you first started yeah basically like there's so many tap prevent damage clerics that you can you can sit there and not have to waste or chump block or anything because you can i don't mind taking two damage because i can prevent four of it my, my little brother have, loves that archetype of just like the protection it's he he's a big fan yeah like because there's battlefield medic which is um i think it costs three but its ability is tap um, and prevent X damage where X is the number of clerics in play or clerics you control. So you can block with the creature and then just, I'm going to prevent an additional nine damage. Yeah. My creature lives and your guy does nothing. It's true. Um, so Zach has, he, he has a little bit of a different take on it. So I'll let you kind of explain where you're going with the deck. So when I was thinking clerics, like it, this, this commander's already kind of in my wheelhouse. You guys know how much I love any kind of graveyard recursion. Reanimate. Exactly. I want to reanimate everything. And it has that nice aristocratic package all in one thing. So when I was kind of brewing the deck, I wasn't really sure how hard I wanted to lean into one or the other. So I just kind of got greedy and decided to do both as best as possible. Um, so with Oro, we're able to constantly recur clerics that are lower CMC than a cleric that died. Um, so we're going to take advantage of that as well as a, an attrition based thing where, you know, we're gaining life and you're losing life. Um, as far as I'm aware, I didn't put any infinite combos in here, like in, intentionally. If you see something, I assure you it wasn't a big brain thing. It was something that's happened accidentally. Yeah, an accidental <laughs> so, interaction. Yeah, so just let me know if we start talking about something, or if you guys, like, listening, realize something, uh, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Those um, right there are, like, my favorite <laughs> infinite combos. Oh, I didn't even know. Thank you for telling me how I kill you. <laughs> you know, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty, pretty big scumbag when I play Magic, but I try not to be when I brew the deck. <laughs> That's fair. Um. So yeah, so we've got it broken down. Um, whenever I build decks, um, I always like have them in different sections. So um, where do you guys want to start all? Um, where, wherever you you lead us with this one because you you're the one who put it together. Let's uh let's just start where you think. Okay, so um, I want to talk about how we're going to gain life because, like I said, this is a reanimator deck, but it's also going to hinge on life gain. And there's some really cool cards that we get access to that are clerics that I kind of would have passed over. Now, this section is going to be dealing with a couple creatures that aren't clerics, but to get the deck to work in the attrition-based style I wanted to, they were just too good of cards not to add. So the first card that people might not be aware of that just recently got printed in a Mystery Booster is Ancestor's uh, Prophet, four and a white for a cleric lord. Tap five, untap clerics you control, and gain ten life. Yes! Legions! 
<laughs> it's also a one five. So like big butt and tap, just tap five and you gain 10 life. Like this deck is going to amass a lot of creatures on the board because that's kind of what we want to do. Yep. And then we just gain 10 life. Like, like, you know, Brian was talking about earlier. Oh, uh, you know, we can eat four damage from an attack and then at, you know, the inset before our turn goes, if this guy's on the battlefield and we have the creatures for it, we can just gain the life back. Well, gain the life back and then some. So that guy's in here. Um, we're going to be running kind of like the Soul Sisters package. So we have Ariok Champion, White White, Human Cleric, 1-1. One, one. It has protection from red and black. So it's kind of a nombo if we're targeting it with something specific, like on the field. But, you know, from Graveyard, this this won't have any issues. Um, it reads whenever another creature enters the battlefield, you may gain one life. We see the same thing with Soul's Attendant and Soul's, uh, Soul's Warden, you know, Soul Sisters. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield, gain a life. They're all uh, one ones for uh, one aside from the champion, and they all gain us a life. So that incremental life value, we're going to be using it for different things in the deck. But really, we just kind of, we don't want to lose our creatures until we're ready to lose our creatures. You know what I mean? Like, I'll let something die when I feel like it. I like that. I love being empowered that way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool, too, because, like, we're playing such low CMC creatures because we want to constantly, you know, our commander's four. So we want to be able to constantly recur back our uh, clerics. It just so happens a lot of the clerics that are going to gain us life are low CMC. So it kind of works that way, where we don't want to lose them until we have, like, a three drop or, like, a, you know, a one drop that we can shuffle them around and bring them back. Another cleric that we're getting to use that's new is Cleric of Life's Blood. It's a white and a black. It's a 2-2 vampire cleric, and it reads, whenever another cleric enters the battlefield under our control, we gain one life. Like I said, the vast majority of creatures we're playing are clerics. So pretty much it's like we play a creature, we gain a life on top of all the other incremental life gain. And it says whenever you gain life for the first time each turn, you put a plus one plus one counter on clerics of life's blood. So it has a pretty so good chance. Of... It has a pretty good chance to actually get pretty enormous. Yeah, exactly. We're we're gonna have t- there's so much like incremental life gain. There's so many silly things we just get like like there's so many cards in this deck, and it's really silly that just have gain a life for just playing the game basically. Yeah, and I guess uh, one thing to call it, so you mentioned that there's, what, there's seven total non-clerics? Yeah. So, and, and you're running 35 creatures, so yeah, like, a majority are going to be clerics. And, and then you, the, the other ones are just synergy, or syner- synergistic. Yes. Um, like, that leads us into the two of the seven that are, aren't clerics. We have Corpse Knight and Cruel Celebrant. Neither of them are clerics, but they're both a white and a black. Um, Corpse Knight says whenever another creature enters a battlefield under a control, each opponent loses one life. Playing creatures on our, you know, that we control, we're going to drain someone. Awesome. Cruel Celebrant, whenever another, whenever Cruel Celebrant or another creature or planeswalker we control dies, each opponent loses one life and we gain one life. So once again, we're draining and gaining off that card just by doing what the deck wants to do, you know, sacrificing our creatures for advantage or to just get some kind of use out of our creatures again like it's basically like well got nothing to do right now i'm gonna go ahead and sacrifice this creature for card draw life gain uh mana whatever we might need for that turn gain the life and let someone lose life it's this package i think is really fun and they're low cmc and two like they're also very cheap like as far as like uh money goes like this is kind of a budget-friendly deck without me making it a budget-friendly deck which is also kind of fun with a new commander yeah. you're gonna be able to get these cards quick like it's just roughly four hundred dollars uh, that to me would be roughly a decent budget yeah and like a lot of that stuff a, a lot of stuff you don't necessarily need that i'm that we're going to talk about but a lot of it like there are definitely budget-friendly options for some of this stuff um do you got do, does someone want to take over the um the drain aspect of the the deck? No, go ahead there, bro. Sure. So I I the one card that I want to start with is um the one card that I've been wanting to build around Ends Vito, the Thorn of the Dusk Rose. And oh. <laughs> I did not know he was a cleric. Yeah, <laughs> vampire um, cleric is a really good one. Yeah, he is. So cost two and a black, uh legendary creature, vampire cleric. Um uh, came out in M twenty one. 
adds whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. So if you're constantly bringing in creatures, sacrificing creatures, draining people, whatnot, you're going to gain it as well as you're going to just so many drain um, like stacks on someone or each opponent. So, and then he also has three and two black to uh, creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Like, I'm just going to gain some more life to drain you, even by just attacking. So it's, you can go in a lot of different routes, especially if that creature is getting big for every creature that comes into play. Or every mm-hmm. time you gain life, yeah. Well, There's some other really, oh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, just the, the mana sink on him as well is a great ability. Yep. Because if you're just if you have nothing to play, you can at least get your creatures big and swing in, or oh, yeah. give them lifelink. Sorry, and swing in, or block, give them lifelink, gain the life, and then just cause someone else like, how dare you attack me? You take all that damage. Lifelink is great. I'm looking. I'm not seeing doubtless one. I don't the know. Black- uh, carry on with the the drain. No, no, I was looking for doubtless one. That's a cleric. Oh, yes, for the X, X for the number of clerics in play. Yeah. Um, so we have Archfiend of Despair, which is six and black, black. It's a demon and it's flying. Your opponents control, uh, sorry, your opponents can't gain life. So you're stopping them from even gaining life, but you can. And at the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses life equal to the life that player lost this turn. Yeah. Okay. I could see it being rather. Especially if you're paying everyone. Yep. Well, just the ability to... Uh, that That's not just the life you make them lose, right? Like, they're losing life for... If I if, if Zach has this out and I hit you for 15, you'll still lose 15. Yeah. But I'm just looking because it's each opponent, right? So if he's doing yeah. two damage each turn by either a creature coming in or a creature dying, that's going to be four damage because it's going to get doubled at the end of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it like that's really nice. Yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that that aspect. Um, next up, we have Blind Obedience, which is one and a white. It's an enchantment that has extort. And extort's a great mechanic for any black white deck, even if you honestly, have one or two. Honestly, if this card just was Blind Obedience, one and a white enchantment, and just had extort, it didn't even have the rest of the card on it. I would have played it in this. That's why I really played it. Like what you know, the rest of it's kind of whatever. The extort literally is like white in this deck. Yeah. Um, it also has the, so like Zach mentioned, if it didn't have this ability, he would still play it. So this ability is artifacts and creatures your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. And again, another bonus if you, you're going to be able to play your creatures really fast. And then they, if they, if you get this out early enough, they're all coming into play tapped and you can still get in with your clerics to even cause more damage. Oh, yeah. Um, so this was another new cleric that um, we got because of Zendikar. Um, it looks kind of low impact, but a couple of like seeing how it works with other cards, it seems to actually be really strong. It's Marauding Blight Priest. It's two and a black for a vampire cleric. It's a three two. Whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one life. So this just cares about each incident or each time we gain life, not necessarily how much life we gain each time, but just each little instance of life gain. So we can, if this is on the battlefield, it's not unreasonable. We can be making people lose like six life and gaining six life. So you have an infinite combo between Vito and that card. Is it? Um, so whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. And then with this one, it is whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one life. When that just keep going on the stack? For which one? What's the what's the two here, Brian? Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm misreading. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I tried very I tried very hard to avoid anything like that, but I, I could see yeah, I could see where that could go, but um yeah, I, I just think it's another good like incremental like it's not a taxing effect, it's just like if you're gonna do something and I'm just gonna keep gaining life and you're gonna keep losing life. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of cool because, like I said, you know, it's a, it's a, it seems like a low impact card until you start seeing it on the field. And it's one of those cards I feel like I could end up making someone have to like wipe the board or deal with it. And there are plenty of other creatures in this deck that you'd probably rather deal with. So I kind of like that it's like a lightning rod unintentionally. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do like removal targets. Mm -hmm. They, They save a lot of other important things. 
Yeah, bait someone on a card that you don't really care about. Yeah. Um, so continue here, Brian. So we got Pontiff of Blight, which is four and two black, and it is a zombie cleric. It has extort once again. Oh, I didn't know Ixalan came out with some extort things. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I missed this. Yeah, um, that's, that's from the Orzolf, uh guild kit. Oh, is, oh is it? Okay, it looks like the sun, so that's where I was yeah, like, it's give it it's for it. Uh, but so it has other creatures you control have extort, which is amazing. If you just have a bunch of empty mana, you can cast one one spell and just tap it all out for extort for each thing. Uh, this next one's actually one I'd never seen before. It's Relic Vial, an artifact for three. It has pay uh, two and tap, sack a creature, draw a card, which is a great ability, especially if you can recur things and you want things to re-enter the battlefield. But it has a secondary ability. As long as you control a cleric, Relic Vial has whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses a life and you gain a life. And that can be oh, really, I like that. That can be really, really threatening for a board wipe late game. Yeah, I really like that, actually. Yeah, that's a very cool one. Is that from this set? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, I had it's a it's a cycle that we actually see in the in the artifacts section. There's a bunch of different relics, and there's one for each different like um, major type. Yeah, they they centered it around the party members this time around. So you know, clerics, rogues, wizards, warriors. That's um, pretty cool. Each one has their own unique relic. And this would go actually really well in my Yawgmoth deck because I'm just constantly sacrificing stuff. Yeah, and he's a cleric himself, so like as long as he's on the battlefield, this this will happen. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Oh, and then obviously we're going to have Sanguine Bond. Yeah. Three any, and any life gain shenanigans is going to run this card. Yeah, it's such a great card. And you know what? I definitely thought it was a rare. Did not know it was an uncommon in the in the Master set. Sanguine yeah, Bond's I, an uncommon? Yep. Yeah. Icon Masters had it come in as an uncommon. I don't know why, but it it is. Ridiculous. <laughs> I, I tend to like playing Sanguine Bonds more than Exquisite Blood, because typically like that's the combo you see. You see Exquisite Blood and Sanguine Bonds. Um I just like Sanguine Bonds. Not only is it like a budget thing, but also like Exquisite Blood, I feel like you kind of have to be taking damage, whereas Sanguine Bonds like kind of rewards you for just building a deck to gain life. You know what I mean? Like it, it rewards you for playing the way you want to play. Yeah. If it's like you're winning, you're not behind to try to catch up. And next we got uh suture priest, which is one and a white it's a creature cleric. Yeah. I, I was getting pinged by this one the other day. Um, and whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may gain one life. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you may have that player lose one life. Big pain. Yep. Just everything that comes in or dies, someone's losing something. Yep. That's that's the goal. Essentially. That's how it should <laughs> be, right? Yeah. It's it's like the best versions of a mono black cleric and a white cleric, you know what I mean? Like if we look at like in D D terms, you know, like that's what a cleric wants to do. They want to gain, you know, they want to protect people, gain life. Whereas a black cleric wants to, like, hurt people. Yeah. I have never seen this card. Wound Reflection. Wound Reflection is awesome. They just reprinted it in the, uh... Double Masters. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's why I included it. And new artwork. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've never seen this card. So it's five and a black. It's an enchantment. And at the beginning of each end step, each opponent loses the life equal to the life they lost this turn. Again, it's just doubling whatever they took. So if you're draining someone for five or like it just foolishness. So what? If you have both of those triggers out, five damage turns into ten, turns into twenty. Yeah. I, yeah, that's um I can never really, as dumb as it sounds, like I couldn't afford Wound Reflection for a very long time. But when Archfiend and Despair came out, that was a more budget-friendly version. So, yeah. I, and it's a creature. Like you guys, I, I recur everything. So, like creature, easy target. Wound Reflection now being cheaper and easier to get our hands on, both just they work way too well in this deck not to have. Well, they they did make a lot of those. The only one that didn't really drop in price was Mana Reflection. And I, I can see why Mana Reflection is just too good in too many things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, especially in Ramp, like, can I have that out pretty quick? Oh, yeah. 
It's uh, you can pretty easily get it out like uh, turn three with Silvala or turn two, and uh, it really, really goes crazy from there. Yeah, it becomes, it becomes ridiculous. So that was it for our drain section. Um, I'm gonna touch on the card draw section. I'm not gonna go too heavily into it. Um, but I will hit the cards that I think are kind of better. We'll just hit clerics, basically. So, uh, the first one is Custody uh, Custody Lynch. It's a three, a black, black for a zombie cleric. When it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. And whenever you become the monarch, target player sacrifices a creature. It's a four, two. So I really like the monarch mechanic. Um, it's a different way that we get to draw cards in Orzhov. And with it being a cleric, I mean, it's a five-drop cleric, which is kind of above where we want to be. We do have some clerics that are, I believe, six, so we can get back Custody Lynch. But just being able to, you know, become the monarch when we feel like it and make someone sacrifice a creature is really good. You know, if someone's playing a Voltron deck and you can't really target something, this is a good way to, you know, well, I'm the monarch, go ahead and sacrifice your commander. Sacrifice hurts no matter no matter what it's hitting. Even if it's your worst creature, it still hurts. Mm-hmm. And we want to see creatures die in this deck, so that's that's also helpful. You know, not just our creatures, but other people's creatures as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the next one, I haven't got to play with this card yet, and this card seemed to be like a good place to put it. It's Mangara the Diplomat, three and a white for a human cleric, a two four with life link. Whenever an opponent attacks with a creature, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or a planeswalker you control, you get to draw a card. And whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, you draw a card. I've so, seen someone draw a lot of cards off of this creature. Yep. Like it's a very I, solid cleric. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, there's there's really there's nothing bad about this card. We have lifelink. Great, we want to gain life. Um if we get attacked, which we'll probably get attacked, so people will keep our like life total in check. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll just draw a card for that. And then you know, people just playing spells, we're going to get to draw a card. Like, this card is always going to be useful. I just don't see a situation or a board state where this card isn't useful. Even if we're ahead, people are so that's almost seems like a better point for us to be playing it because people are going to try to do everything they can to slow us down or keep our life totals in check or what have you. We're going to be able to draw cards. It's, if, it's just, if you're gaining a lot of life, people are going to assume that you have the Aether Flux. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to attempt to keep your life total underneath that 50. It, yeah, it gives them something else to focus on too, right? Exactly. All right, so that was Mangara. Um, another really fun cleric that whenever I can play this card, I try to. It's Twilight Prophet. It's two of black black for a vampire cleric. Uh, it's two four with flying. It has a sin. Uh, if you don't remember what a sin does, if you control 10 or more permanents, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. And Twilight Prophet reads, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have the city's blessing, reveal the top card of your library and put it into your hand. Each opponent loses X life, and you gain X life where X is a card CMC. Um, I've never was, seen this vampire before. It's like it's I, I, I've bought so much of Ixalan, and I never got one. It's always a case card, Brian. It's real, real expensive, but it's because it's got such a powerful effect. I finally found it, one the other day, and I bought it instantly. Yeah, yeah what this twenty twenty two ninety nine um American, so we'll assume thirty dollar thirty moose bucks. Uh, I think it was thirty five or thirty six when I bought it. It's it's definitely okay. a strong one, but oh it's so good and it's it's like a reverse um dark confidant, like when you think about it, right? It it functions like dark confidant in a way, but we're we're gaining the life and the opponents are losing the life. Like you have to have the city's blessing, but with our CMC being so low, getting the city's blessing is not gonna be hard. It's also fun to I'm just yell bless up when you get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that I don't have this in Mogus. Oh, I'll yeah, be it's, honest. It's a very good card, and especially the the bigger CMC stuff you run. I actually just put this in Crab and Regna, and the the big enchant that's like pulling off something that's six or seven for an enchant and draining people like that is pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's it's also letting us draw a card, an extra card at the beginning of our upkeep, you know, like if we have the city's blessing. So, like, that's something to be said, too, is that we get to draw a card at the beginning of our upkeep. Well, like, like you then, said, compared to Dark Confidant, Dark Confidant's going to be a lower CMC, but this card <laughs> is stronger, like, if you compare them. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's on our cleric. You know, it's it's theme. on theme. It, 
it works in every way for this deck, but just like, you know, a flying 2-4 for 4 isn't a bad card. And then when, like you said, you have the City's Blessing and you get all of that extra card draw and life gain and life drain, it's such a good all-around effect for any deck in this kind of theme, but especially in this Cleric theme. Yeah, I was, like, I was excited because I was on one of the first cards when I saw this commander. I was like, yep, Twilight Prophet, instantly. I'm putting it in here. So uh, I love that a lot of vampires are clerics. Oh, yeah. Ixalan yeah. had a lot of... Uh, Very religious <laughs> vampires. I'm probably going to do, at some point, an episode on just, like, the Ixalan vampires in general because it's a really, really cool set. Like, oh, yeah. Their, their lore is just phenomenal and i i just love it i i guess like uh one thing i'll drop is uh lord the lorebrarians or lorebrarian mm-hmm. uh he did a whole like history on ixalan that's cool. and just the, the vampires are so interesting and i love the art because they look like a bunch of conquistadors like they oh yeah like they that's, that's what i was gonna yeah. say they're very unique like when we look at a lot of vampires a lot of them are kind of like you know, pretty typical, but when you compare, like, the Innistrad vampires versus the Ixalan vampires versus the Zendikar vampires, you're getting very Hi. unique looks. <laughs> oh, no. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, we will uh, remove that from the video. But, uh, but yeah, like, they, they look... The Ixalan vampires are so cool. I, I really love the flair and, like, just the 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 difference from everything else. Well, they they are just like really cool in general. I uh actually the Alenda Duskros uh the deck became so much more interesting to me when I found out like the lore behind them and what's going on on it. I, oh, really? And that's, that's really like the like the Trin Silvar deck, like the the story behind it, like really inspired me to make that deck. Oh, trust me. We'll we'll do we'll do Alenda. She she actually is a lot more relevant now. With the uh, commander death change, we're just going to go through a, a few of these quicker. Um, so we've got Vanquisher's Banner, which ah, banner, which is a five cost artifact. Uh, as it enters, choose a creature type. Creatures of that chosen type get one one. Whenever you cast a creature of the chosen type, draw a card. Honestly, one of the best tribal uh, spells that I believe exists. Like it is, it is just overall a great card, and it it fits so well into this uh, card draw. We have Village Rights, which is an additional cost. Sack a creature, draw two cards, but if you're able to recur, not a big deal. Uh, and then we have Yogmoth, another big cleric. My boy! Yeah. So, Brian, you go ahead with Yogmoth here. So, Yogmoth, Thran Physician is two and two black. Legendary creature, human cleric. First thing, protection from humans. So, by playing my Trin Silvar deck against this guy would not be a good time. Well, uh, but then the next Silvar's ability is. Human. Yeah, that's true. Pay one life, sacrifice another creature, put a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target creature, and draw a card. Very good Or card. pay two, discard a card, and proliferate. Yeah, it is... Uh, so many abilities on one guy. He, yeah. He's kind of... he He's weaker Urza, but he does have a lot of real good abilities stapled onto him. Yeah. Okay, so um, I feel like our... The only thing I want to talk about really in ramp is probably about two cards. Um, black Market, three, a black black for an enchantment. Whenever a creature dies, put a charge counter on Black Market. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, add a black mana for each charge counter on Black Market. Yep. Um, we're killing, we're, you know, our creatures are dying, other people's creatures are dying. This is going to net us a lot of black mana. So, you know, that's good. We're running different altars. Obviously, because we want to be able to sacrifice our creatures whenever we feel like it and gain off of them. Ashnod's altar getting us color, two colors mana. Frexian altar getting us one colored mana. Yep. Uh, the one that I really want to kind of touch on um, in our ramp package is Prestine Talisman. It's three. Uh, you can tap it to add a colorless, and you gain a life. It's very good this card might, in life gain. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, it's an in, it's an incidental thing where we just are playing the game and then gaining life out of nowhere. This is going to trigger something, and we're going to gain life and someone's gonna lose life um yeah so many so many things that trigger and make someone lose life so one of the i'm looking at creatures now um we we already talked about angel of destiny and our zendikar's coiling (laughs) it is an angel cleric it is in here um 
I put it in here hoping to get to play with it. I don't know how long I'll get to play with it, but it's in here. Um, Very cool. Right. Target removal. I think we've said literally everything we need to say about this card. Definitely go check out our episode to get a feel for it. So we're just going to, I just wanted to point out that it's in here. Yeah, we'll breeze um, past that one. Uh, Archangel of Thune's next, and I love Archangel of Thune. It's yeah. three white white for an angel. Flying lifelink whenever you gain life, put a one on counter on each creature you control, which is nuts, especially in a deck like this where you're running, like you said, the the whole like uh, Soul Sister package where every time a creature enters, Suture Priest, etc., you're you're going to pump these creatures just to a, a point that's absurd. Yeah, it's not unreasonable for you to be able to kill someone with a Suture Priest in this deck, like on its own. Oh, yeah. With Archangel Thune out. Um, um, the next one's terrible. a really good card. Uh, Brian, you take this one. This one will be the Battle Tide Alchemist. Yeah, oh, it's crazy good. And two white. I, I haven't seen it yet, so the see all the surprise on my face. It's gonna tilt you. <laughs> Creature Kithkin Cleric. If a source would deal damage to a player, you may prevent X of that damage, where X is the number of clerics you control. Yes, this is like the exact same ability that the creature that I love. Amazing. This is like so Jacob plays with this one a lot, so I, I have a lot of first hand experience with how this works. It's each source. So if I try and attack with like ten ten tens and you have ten clerics out, you can prevent all of that. And it's not to each. It's, <laughs> and it's not to you. It's to anyone you choose to politics with this. So if I swing at Brian, Zach can choose to prevent ten damage to each of the creatures. Seeing if he has nine other clerics. It is bonkers. It's a very, uh, very we, strong card. We know I'm not going to prevent not. damage, Brian. But that's not a realistic scenario. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's a really, really strong one. Like uh Jacob Jacob does work with this card every game and yeah, you'll you'll sit there and you'll try Oh you'll try kill I, someone I, and I, he'll prevent I, it all. Power fifty. Oh yeah, it's it's not a very well played cl uh, clerics just don't really get the love that they deserve. So there's so uh, many good clerics. No, speaking so of many clerics that don't get like love, uh, this card, Children of Corlos, one white for a human rebel cleric, a one one. You can sacrifice it. You gain life equal to the life you've lost this turn. Yep, that's a very good one, especially with the recur package. Like it, it, that's a really uh, good protection for yourself. Is, is there? Is there? Um... Like other rebel creature types? Oh yeah, there's a bunch. Rebels, rebels, definitely a creature type from the old sets, from the old days. Um, yeah, so this is this is good. Like you guys talked about Aetherflux Reservoir, it's in here. Um, this is a situation where if you Aetherflux and it does, it goes poorly for some reason. Turn of Coros, just you're fine. Well, even if you have, if you go up to 150 and you Aetherflux two people, and then you sack it, gain your 100 life back, bonk. Yeah. Yes, it's it's very cool. Um, Dan, do you want to talk about the next new one? Or next Is card? it life lost with that guy? Yeah, the yeah. life you lose. It's very, very good. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, like, did you yeah. run Tainted Sigil in here? I didn't. Um, I thought about running Tate's and Sigil because it's it's one of my like more favorite cards. But since we're not playing green, oh yeah, you can't you can't really recur right. the actual Sigil exactly. itself. It it would be a one time. Yeah, that's why I felt Children was better because well, it'd be well, Children is better in general. Like you, the ability to bring it back, and it, everyone knows White can recur a one cost creature from the grave, no problem. Yep. Um. Uh, so the next one we do have is uh, Drown of the Blood Chief. Last Blood Chief, the legendary from uh, Zendikar Rising, or not, yeah, legendary mythic from Zendikar Rising, Vampire Cleric, awesome, 355, and it's whenever it attacks, defending player chooses a non-legendary uh, card in your graveyard, you return it to the battlefield with one-one counter, if it's a vampire in addition to its other types. That is just a great way to also pack more recursion in. It's still going to trigger your commander's ability, if it does die, to bring something else back. Like, this is Overall, extremely solid in the deck. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, Brian, you want to take this card? You've been talking about it a lot. The best cleric out there. Or, the, like, I'll say the best lord. So it's Edgewalker. It is one colorless, a white, and a black. And it's cleric spells you that you play cast Orzov less to play. So one white, one black. So if it's 
So those, all those two costume creatures that are white and a black, free, 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 or I'm paying one mana. Like, so good. Um, our commander becomes too colorless to cast. Yeah, th- this effect uh, reduces only the amount of colored mana you pay. So again, like, amazing. The best lord by far for any. Well, like, Undead Warchief is still pretty good, but mm-hmm. this guy is just... Hedgehog is very good. Yeah. So the next two clerics are kind of just for funsies. Uh, Giver of Runes, one. Uh, core cleric, one, two. Another target creature you control gains protection from colorless or from a color of your choice on a turn. Just protection. Pretty fun. Do you um, have other runes in here? Because isn't I, she just one white? Uh, she is, but I like the fact that you can do colorless or colored where yeah. the other runes is only colored. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. This blocks big old artifacts. Um, and the Alterazis. Yeah, the Hanwire Militia Captain is actually another really cool one. It itself is not a... Uh, Sorry. It itself is not a cleric. It is a mm-hmm. soldier, but it does have a cool effect. It's the beginning of your upkeep if you control four more creatures. Transform it. Transformed it is a cleric. Its power and toughness are equal to the number of creatures you control. And at the beginning of your end step, put a 1-1 one, one white and black human cleric onto the battlefield. Oh, nice. I love token generation. Yeah, a very good card. So this next card is a pet card of mine. I run in a lot of different, like, decks I care about sacrificing creatures in. It's Sadistic Hypnotist. It's a 3 black black for a minion, so one of the 7 creatures that's not a cleric. Um, it says, sacrifice a creature. Target player discards 2 cards from his or her hand. Play this ability only anytime you could ca- play a sorcery. Yep, great card. Yeah, you can just tear people's hands apart with this deck, and I mean, or with this card, and most of our clerics are going to come back if we have our commander on the battlefield anyway, so... Yep. There, there's just no downside to this card, really. Well, removing someone's answers is pretty rough. Yeah. It's a good way to close out the game, honestly. Uh, Selfless Spirit is a great card. It is a cleric. It can be brought back. Sack it. Creatures you control gain indestructible to end of the turn, which is going to be just an extremely powerful effect in this deck. Yeah, if you're not dealing with... If you have no graveyard recur- or graveyard hate, this deck is probably going to run over you. Yeah, you got to like, bajooka bog him. <laughs> yeah. And even then, it's like you really have to time that bazooka bog. Um, you mean that or The Tabarak, Hope's Demise. <laughs> two and a black, legendary creature, demon cleric, flying 2-2. Two, two, has lifelink, as long as that's five or more one-one counters on it. Whenever another non-token creature you control dies, put a minus one or put a plus one on it. If that creature was a cleric, you may draw a card. If you do, you lose a life. But again, with how much you're drawing in this, it, it's not going to matter. This is another extremely good card for this deck. Or hope yep. having a demon after her. Yeah, that's hope's demise. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> such a shame. <laughs> yeah. Um, so outside of that, we'll, like, like we talked about, um, we have Aetherflux Reservoir in here. If you don't know, it's four for an artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain one life for each spell you've cast this turn. So that is already good on its own, but you can pay 50 life and it deals 50 damage to target creature or player. A good way to close any of the decks out. Yeah. It's it's one of those cards that like we see it a lot in life game decks, and I just couldn't I couldn't see reason not to play it. You know, it's a good finisher if we're dirtling too much and the game's going kind of too slow. We can just end the game with this card. Well, there's there's no good reason not to run it in a life game deck. Yeah, I, I like I said, it's just a good way to close out games, especially for us. Especially, you know, and white board wipes are going to happen if we can't restabilize. This is a good way if we're far enough ahead, we can take out whoever we need to. Ha, um, have you heard of the Dark Supplicant, Zach? Uh, is that the one where it's the um, you can exile, it, or if you cast it from your graveyard, you can exile and get a uh, demon? no? So it is one black creature cleric. It's not uncommon, but you tap and you sacrifice three clerics, and then you search your 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 graveyard hand or library for a card named Scion of Darkness. Oh yeah, yeah. Play. Like, it's just, if you want to get, be able to kill or get rid of, um, your, oh, like, if you want to sacrifice your clerics or those tokens that you're creating with the other person, you're able to do that. And then get this, the 6-6 six, six demon with flying, I believe, I do believe. Yeah. I, I thought about it. Um, it was just kind of like one of those things I was on the fence about it. So I kind of went with, like, 
just different cards. It, it's also very good. The, the cool thing with this deck, like, you know, like what we talked about, the scavenger deck that I built, there's a lot of different things you can change in and out. There's a lot of different ways you can focus this deck. I just couldn't decide between two things, so I made the, I, you know, I did the life gain and recursion package in a way that I felt made the most sense. And I feel like if I was to make this type of deck, I'd probably still go white-black because white-black clerics, they're just so much fun. But I think I might go with like a, a little bit of a Staxi route because mm-hmm. with clerics, you can easily prevent your damage. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then and then if you're just gaining life off of creatures coming in or or creatures dying, whatever it is, then you can have those those enchantment pieces or things along those lines to double that damage or Aetherflux but you would be able to sit back and kind of pillow fort with a ghostly prison or like we mentioned the battlefield medic or the my new one of my new favorite cards the the battle tide alchemist yeah it's um, a very good card like just mm, I'm going to attack you no maze of it you definitely Tap. can attack me yeah go for it i'll just prevent yeah. the damage <laughs> and gain it and gain the yeah. life and then i'll aetherflux you <laughs> so um one of my new favorite cards is in the reanimation package. Uh, we talked about it also on our Zenicar Spoils episode, but it's Agadine's Awakening. Uh, X, mm. black, black, black for a sorcery. Uh, you can return from your graveyard to the battlefield any number of target creature cards that have, that each have a different CMC cost. I'm sorry, CMC X or less. Like this card, <laughs> when we, when this card was finally spoiled, like, I was losing my mind. It is so powerful. And if for some reason, like, you just don't have anything in your graveyard and you need a land, you can play it as a land instead, because it's one of the flip ones. Yeah, or or you open a hand and you have this card and no other. Well, you got a lot, a lot of cheap spells, but, like, you can use it as a land, pay three yeah. life, have it come into play untapped, and, uh, and off honestly, the races. Honestly, the life, like, Losing the life can actually be beneficial in this deck. Like, this is a, you know, this three damage could actually turn into a lot more damage if you lose the life to have it come and play untapped, right? Yep. So, it, it's kind of a fun card for this. Um, well, then you another, can get your life back. Yeah. Another one of my pet cards, and like, I talked to you guys, I had to resend the deck list because I completely forgot I didn't put this in here, was Cauldron of Souls. It's a five-cost artifact. You can tap it and choose any number of target creatures. Each of those creatures gains persist until the end of the turn. Um, if you don't know what persist does, when the creature dies, if it didn't have any nag one nag one counters on it, you bring it back from the graveyard with a nag one nag one counter on it. But then you can give it a plus one plus one counter with that other with that other spell. Y'all. And just keep <laughs> keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, Corner Souls is great. Um, I love it. I put it in a ton of my decks that care about creatures dying and recurring them. Um, and then you have Null uh, Priest of Oblivion? Yeah, this card's sick. Which is one in a black. I Oh, it's and it is from the this new set, the Zendikar Rising set. Yep. Um, kicker, three, or sorry, it cost one in a black, Vampire Cleric, Kickers, three in a black, Menace, or Menace, hmm. Lifelink. And when Null Priest of Oblivion enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. I like stuff that brings stuff back to the battlefield and not and not to my hand. Yeah, I'm very I'm very bougie about that. You won't see cards that are like goes back to your hand. No. It's coming if I'm playing it, it's coming straight back to the battlefield. <laughs> it's the only way to reanimate. Yeah, yeah. right. And that, that that right there leads you into the next card. How about you take that one, Dan? Uh, no, you take that one here, Brian. <laughs> so, like Dan put on to, uh, Reanimate is our next card. It costs one black, and it is put target creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. You lose life equal to its converted mana cost. One of my favorite uh, cards I've ever played. a good card. Very good card. And, and it does carry the, the, the price point of $11 American. So like, it, it's one of those ones to really speed something up, pitch something to the grave, get it in on turn two or something like that. Oh yeah. It's uh, real good. And you know what? I've seen this guy, um, or lady. I don't know which one it is. Whisper. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whisper the blood linguist. Liturgist. Liturgist. Whatever. I'm going to have to Google that. Uh, three and a black. I'm gonna have Legendary. to fact check you on that. 
<laughs> Legendary creature, human cleric, um, Dominaria, uncommon. Uh, tap, sacrifice two creatures, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. There's a lot of decent stuff to reanimate in here, and like you can pitch those clerics that you're making those tokens. That's what Zach does. does. Zach uh, animates. Yep. Sure. <laughs> So we need some of, zombies. Zombies need a little bit of love too, yo. That, hey. Or the undead, I should say. Kels, Kels loves them very well. <laughs> um, so that covers our reanimation package. We have two more ones, that, uh, two more sections I want to go over kind of quickly. Uh, we have our removal package. You see the typical like stuff you would see in Orzov, but there's a couple I want to point out that I feel like are more interesting for this deck. The first one's Attrition. It's a one black, black, one black black enchantment that reads one black sacrifice a creature, destroy target, non-black creature. Um, this is just another way we can, you know, use the extra mana we're going to have. Um, and it's another way for us to get our creatures back into the graveyard to use them again. Um, honestly, if this was just like one black sack a dude, I probably would play it anyways if it had no, like anything else to it. But destroying target, non-black creature is relevant. Uh, you know, black does run a lot of commander, but you're going to run into decks where black isn't being played or a creature just isn't black. So this is going to hit a few different things. Um, Demon's Disciple is a new human cleric out of uh, Zendikar, two and a black. It's a 3-1, and when it enters the battlefield, each player sacrifices a creature or planeswalker. So this is along the same lines of our of the family we've been seeing with like Fleshbag Marauder and um, uh, Plague Crafter and Merciless Executioner. It just so happens it's a cleric. So recurring this guy, I'm excited about. Like I want to constantly be able to bring this guy back out of the graveyard with my commander's ability or just something. Yep. And I've totally even realized that every time you sacrifice a creature, it just comes back. Or you're able to search for something with lower CMC. Sorry. Yeah, you got it. But that's cool. I keep though, forgetting about that. This next guy kind of works with that. Um, High Priest of Penance is a white and a black for a human cleric 1 1. Whenever High Priest of Penance is dealt damage, you may destroy target non land permanent. So this hits everything. And it's a two drop. So if this is in your graveyard and you play Demon's Disciple, you can sacrifice Demon's Disciple and bring High Priest back. Didn't even realize that. That's really nice. That's really good. It's very good. And then, like, we have the the normal package of swords and anguish on making. Um, uh, also, austere command to get rid of the pesky artifacts or enchantments. Uh, we have um, the last cleric to talk about for this section is War Priest of Thune. It's one and a white for a human cleric two two. When it enters the battlefield, you may destroy target enchantments. So yeah, war 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 priest of Thune, one in a white creature, human cleric. When when war priest of Thune enters the battlefield, you may destroy a target enchantment. Do you know what? I, that's the one thing that white's really good at is removal of artifact or enchantments. And did this come out in the same um, the same set as the angel? Um, which which angel? Thune. Oh, no. Uh, just the names. I, I'm not very good on the lore for Thune. No, but I, I know it's a reoccurring thing. I believe this came out in one of the core sets. This just came back in uh, Eternal. This one's just from Eternal Masters. Okay. Um, so that's the majority of the deck. I only want to touch on a few of our um, lands that I think are relevant. Um, we are running the Duke Bog, like we've talked about. I don't want to get blown out by another graveyard deck. So we're going to get rid of their graveyard. Um, one of the new pathways being Bright Climb Pathway, or uh, I don't know what the other one's called, but it's either it comes in as either a white or a black. Um, I really like these lands. Like it just makes like it makes sense to just have either have a, a basic planes or something like that. But it does help with like Field of the Dead and things along those lines that have the different card names. But like the art for this is just. Well, I like having I like having the option yes. at the end of the yep. day, you know. Um, so, high well, and it, and it helps like 
Because you get to flip it, right? If, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have a black mana. I'll flip over to the grime, what grime, grime climb pathway. I think that's what it is. I couldn't remember. Um, another one of our utility lands is High Market. You can tap it for uh, colorless, or you can tap it and sack a creature and gain one life. It's another. It's a safer sack outlet um, with it being a land. Typically, people in our you know format we're all kind of bad about it. We don't play enough like targeted land removal. So this card is probably going to stick around and, you know, enable some plays that probably shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Yeah, like, I unfortunately don't run enough, like, uh, like I, I have two strip mines, but I should be running, like, the other the other ones that are, cost more. Like, mm-hmm. or not cost more, but, like, the, what are they? Um, like, Wasteland and um, yeah. Dust Bowl and... Yeah, I can't remember the, the, the other one that... It's not one of the ones that you just mentioned, but yeah, like tap two, tap it, or sacrifice it to blow up target land. Um, So one of the last two lands I want to touch on, Phyrexian Tower. You can tap it to add a color to your mana pool, or you can tap it and sack a creature to add two black to your mana pool. Another another probably safe land that you're able to sack a creature for and incur more value than you would normally get. And this last one, I didn't know about until I started doing research on clerics, but it's Starlet Sanctum. Um, Love that card. Can, it's so cool. I didn't know it was a card. Oh, yeah. I started looking, like, I went to Gatherer and typed in clerics and, like, <laughs> through a bunch of stuff. And I saw this, and I was just like, this is insane. Um, so it's tap to add a Colosseum Manipul. You can tap a, you can pay a white and tap it. You sack a cleric, you gain life equal to its toughness. You pay a black and tap it, sack a cleric, and target player loses life equal to that cleric's power. We've already talked, like, you guys have seen where we can make clerics very large in this deck. Oh, yeah. Having, yeah. A, having a sack outlet's already awesome, but to be able to either gain life or lose life and or make someone lose life, and we've seen, too, us gaining life is going to make someone lose life. Someone losing life is going to make us gain life. So in, either way, like, this card is going to do exactly what we want to do in this deck. Yeah, though it's just another way to even late game to finish someone off. Like, oh, you only have five life. Okay, pay it black. Do do do. You lose five life. I gain five life, and I'll make you lose another five life for good measure. Yeah, it's. I like it because it feels like a very petty card. <laughs> You're speaking my language. Exactly. Like that's that's what I'm all about. Oh man, you gonna pass something? Nah. <laughs> you take. You lose life. Not up in here. Oh, you're going to shock in a land? That's fine. Path my thing anyways. I'm going to gain life because you lost life. <laughs> I, I have to say, I have to give you props for for really... You put clerics or like your, your, your trigger cards into like your removal section. Because typically I would most likely just run like generous gifts, um, swords of plowshares, and what's the other one? Um, path. Yeah, path. Yeah. Uh, because they're just faster. I, mm-hmm. I do end up giving someone a 3-3, but I didn't even know that there's clerics that were, had this type of removal, but I do like the War Priest of Thune because you're able to hit that enchantment. It's nice, too, because it being a 2-CMC, it really, like, I try to make the deck as synergistic as possible, right? So yep. there are a lot of lines where we can, you know, 3-drop, you know, granted, our commander has to be on the battlefield, but 3-drop, cleric, dies, Get our two drop cleric. Maybe it's soon if you need it at that time or something else. Two drop cleric dies. We can get our one drop cleric back, which you guys have seen. We have a ton of one drop cleric. So like, I try to kind of make it like a birthing pod deck is like how I approach it. So yeah. it's like, it's a toolboxy deck, but you no, know, a lot of our clerics, I could have probably done a little bit better with some of the CMCs, but a lot of our CMCs are relatively the same, but that's also kind of good because it leads to a lot of really interesting, like, chains that you can go through yeah because you can just stagger down the cmc and pick cards that are situational for what you have to deal with yeah and this is this is how i like brewing like pod decks are one of my favorite kind of things to build if i can if i can have something similar to that i always have like a really good time building it and that's how that's how i felt building this deck was like oh this that's what this is it feels like exactly like that and it deals with a you know a triad is already really good. And I was surprised. Like I was kind of talking poorly about clerics the other day and Hope checked me on it. And yeah. like I give her props because like she's right. Like 
clerics are solid. I, I was excited because of the new clerics. I didn't realize like how good the old clerics are and what creatures actually are clerics. Legion, oh, yeah. Onslaught, Scourge, amazing clerics. Get up in those old binders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the <laughs> foiling on them is amazing. Like the older with the like shooting star on the bottom and all that. Like the old foils are very, very pretty. Uh, Dan, you've been playing since the, the birth of Magic Gathering. Do you have since any the birth of rocks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have any cards that, that aren't on this list that you think would would do work well? Um, there's one I can't even think of the name of it right now, but it's uh it's not doubtless one, but it's one that's similar where you're able to switch your power and its life, and it has lifelink. That's a really good one. The I know there's a avatar like that, and I thought about putting it in here. Yeah, I thought I thought that one was a cleric, so I could be wrong. There, there, there definitely is one. I'm I'm on the search right. Oh, um, boop. It's a it's a rare out of Dominaria. It's a legendary creature. That's the it's one. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I was thinking of the Doubtless one. Yeah. What's What's the card, Brian? If you got it pulled up. Oh no, I searched up Doubtless one. Uh, oh, Doubtless oh. one's also a very good one. Three and a white Doubtless one's power and toughness are equal to the number of clerics in play. Whenever Doubtless one deals that much damage, uh, deals damage, you gain that much life. I actually don't know if we uh, went over it, but also the Heliod that just mana sinks into clerics. Yeah, I thought about that one too. Um, I just kind of wasn't, I don't know, I just kind of wasn't as pumped about it, I guess. Uh, it's not that it's bad by any means. I just was kind of unsure, basically, is all it came down to. Oh, it's all good. It was, on, it was on my little, like, I make a little maybe section when I'm building decks as well, and that was, like, on there, and I fought with it a couple times. Um, it was the same thing too, like, some of the utility lands, which I'm kind of, I'm kind of big about utility lands. Um, I thought about putting Hall of Heliod Generosity in here. Just to get I those back if you wanted them. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if there was enough uh, enchantments to take up the slot, really, you know. But it just kind of comes from needing to play the deck, you know. Yeah, we we haven't t- you haven't tested it yet, so you got to play it to see what cards work well, what cards don't. Yeah, I did not give you much time to make this deck. <laughs> it, it's fine because like I already started brewing. Like as soon as I saw the commander, um, I started brewing before Zenikar was done getting spoiled. So like I <laughs> I already had a good chunk of this deck done. I was kind of just waiting around. Uh, Dan, the card you were talking about is Evra. Um, Helicon Witness. Yeah, white, 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 yeah. Is that an avatar or is it? It, yep, it's an avatar because I thought about putting it in here as well, but I still think it could be a good slot. So, uh, for the viewers at home, it's four white, white for a legendary creature avatar, four, four with lifelink, and you can pay four colorless. You exchange your life total with Evra's power. So it's another one of those that nets you just absurd things. And with the amount of life that we have and even the ability to make Evra big if something was to go poorly and you switch the power, it's not that unreasonable to like be left with a decent chunk of life. Oh yeah. Well you could what? You could attack and then do the switch if they don't block it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's that. Um I also thought about putting hatred, I think is what it is in here. Um let me see if I can Hatred's definitely an expensive one, but it's a good one. Yeah, um, so Hatred is three black black for an instant. You can pay X life. Target creature gets plus X plus O until end of turn. We have so much lifelink. Our commander has lifelink. Like, we just, we can easily, you know, pay the absurd amount of life that we're going to have, hit someone, gain the life back. I, I can see Daniel and his brothers on the gift 39 plus 39 plus O to my creature. I go down to one life. That's sometimes how we do it. <laughs> it's cool. It, there's, like I said, um, this 
this commander is very interesting to me. Like Orzov obviously cares about life gain. Orzov cares about taxing people. Like you didn't, I didn't put in a sanguinate. I didn't put in debt to the debt list. I didn't do the big black mana package. Um, but you can do those things. It's not, there's not a right or wrong way to brew this commander by any means. It's just the way that I did it. Um, but there's a lot of different, like there's honestly a lot of different ways you can go with this guy. And it's super exciting. That's another reason why I was just pumped about it, you know? Like it's just I'm so much. The Ogmoth is a cleric. I, did, I didn't even realize, or it didn't click in. Yeah, uh, same thing for me. I had a typing clerics on gather, and then I was like, man, I feel like an idiot. He is so powerful. Sure <laughs> is. No, I. No, I, I love seeing the way that you you brew the decks, and I have to I, again. I have to say that how you set them up on Architect, I love the grouping on how you break everything down. Absolutely love it. I love this setup. If I don't do it this way, honestly, like I have a hard time. <laughs> so like, it's just how, it's like how I like brewing, you know, like you said, I, I do it for all my decks. If, you know, if anyone's ever interested, they can easily go and I can, they can look at my deck and you can see where like <laughs> I have, how I brew it. Um, You know, like I have my own little sections. I talk about what we're doing and what the cards are in that section for. Because I think it helps too. Like if you see a deck and you just see it as like, you know, instant sorcery, what have you, it kind of gives a hard time, like, as, you know, figuring out what the deck is supposed to do. You know, not everything is always straightforward. Well, and they will be able to, they'll be able to go down to the link in the description. Oh yeah. And the the deck list will be up, so definitely take a look. Yeah. And I, who knows? By the time that you look, take a look at it, it might have changed and been upgraded after <laughs> after <three> games. <laughs> you know, I I attribute a lot of like how I build to like reading a lot of CEDH primers because they do a very good job of like, hey, this is you know here are your combos, here's what you're tutoring for. So like I always try to build that way. Like here are my sections. It might not be as like you know as intense, but I that's kind of where this kind of uh, building comes for me. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts on the decks? I'm very uh, excited to see it. I I think yeah. it's going to be a really fun deck. It's the ability to just have such a strong reanimator and life gain package built into a commander. Like obviously, this was a deck that just had to get built. Like this is such a cool, just cool overall card, and the fact that it's a box topper, it has such like amazing alternate art. That's like you said, you get for. It's not going to be an expensive card with its widespread mm-hmm. availability. Yeah, I, I'm i very happy and excited for people to get their hands on this and see it across the table. And uh, maybe it'll bring a bunch of people into, you know, the Orzov Council. <laughs> well, and, and I like I like a lot of theme decks like that. Like, that's solid. Yeah, it you know, it's kind of like how I how I always like to brew. It doesn't feel forced by any means. Everything feels like I try to make it as synergistic as possible. So even if someone was to sit down for the first time and play, it might be overwhelming as far as like the triggers go, but it feels like it would be a like very smooth running deck. I don't think there'd be really too many constraints. No, I'm, I'm very excited to see it play. No, like, like we mentioned with seeing your other reanimator deck, um the 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 partner one and seeing it play on the stream like i can again see this one being just like it like where we're blown out the water with it and surprised and going well time to build this deck (laughs) yeah i'm i'm excited i have to obviously i have to wait this deck will probably be maybe next weekend stream or the following weekend because i'm just I don't have everything right off the don't bat. Don't have all the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's a couple, there's a couple things like as I was building, I found like, you know, more spoilers came out and that honestly did shape how I end up, you know, finishing the deck out that I was like, man, if I'd have known this is how it was going to be built like a couple weeks ago, I would have already ordered these cards because it wasn't really a price issue. It was more just like not having all the information there yet. Yeah. But yeah, this will be on stream, and hopefully I'll crush you guys with it. <laughs> I'm very excited <laughs> to see that. Challenge accepted. Um, Brian, do you want to tell everyone where they can find our stuff? Sure. I'm going to sure. roll it here. So you are able to find our, our content, first off, on our website, intothe99.com. 
You can find our podcast, our articles written by our wonderful uh, authors and uh, friends. Um, you can find our podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the major services. Yeah, anywhere, can, anywhere that you consume audio. Exactly. And as well as you can find this video, we're recording our, our podcast right now. It will go up on YouTube. And you can, and as well as we put all of our stream games onto their YouTube, as well as Patreon. If you want to support the show, if you want us to keep coming to you doing these, um, feel free to sign up there. There's lots of beneficial perks. Um, and yeah, enjoy. I don't think I missed anything. Where do we stream, Brian? Have a good one, guys. Oh, yeah. Find nope. us on Twitch into the 99. Coming to you with EDH games every Saturday from 6 to 9 Mountain Standard Time or what is it, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time? Yes, for us in Nova Scotia. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day, guys, and thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Peace.